Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, Chris and I are back together once again uh, for another great chat. We're going to be catching up on uh, trailer, the aftermath. Uh, one week later, we'll be uh, talking about our, our thoughts uh, to date. Uh, we'll be talking about toy news. Uh, we've got some Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack news. We're going to be talking about Adam Savage's behind-the-scenes tested show that was announced. Uh, very cool stuff. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Hey, Ghostbusters. We weren't supposed to start this way, I don't no, think. No, we weren't. I, you know what's funny is that you and I, I mean, we, we talked on the Yes Have Some live stream, but yep. we haven't had a chance to catch up. And I've kind of like, this no. is this has been the mile marker in the sand where I'm like, yeah, this is where we're going to be able to catch up and, and talk about all these things. And then, of course, our <laughs> doom and gloom kicks things off and just really gets us uh, uh, cut, cut out. Cut it all yeah. out. Just cut out the I doom know. and gloom. Nobody ever hears the doom and gloom. I always start on like the, hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, everybody just needs to hold on to certain feelings happening right now, and then uh, the winter will uh, be upon us. And we'll forget how weird the summer was in a lot of ways. Uh, but at that point, we need to tap back into those feelings and maybe start asking uh, around, is there something we can do? Yeah. Is there anything we can do? Uh, winter's uh, coming. Winter's um, coming. But, but uh, uh, yeah, so, so much Ghostbusters. Stuff. So much Ghostbusters. So, so hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Chris I and I are back burn. together again after... Six weeks, four, five weeks. I don't know. It's been it's been a long about while. Five, um, I think. And again, well, not, like count, I said, not counting yes, have some. Not counting but, the uh, yes, have some. But uh, it's it's tough for United to have a one on one conversation when we're on a round yeah. table. But other people won't. Well, you, listener, you listeners, dear listeners, will not have known this because uh, we reran some cross promotions with uh, Mr. Ross May and the Frog Bros, and uh, uh, then yes, have some. So I mean, frankly. Oh, and then you popped up by yourself. I mean, really, does anybody notice that we've taken a break? And then you I and babbled I about Ted Lasso for 45 minutes, and some people really liked it, and some people really, really didn't like it. I got it. Well, I, got, I got the hint. Um, whatever. But, yeah. Uh, but, yes, regardless of all of that, we do have tons and tons of stuff to talk about. We have new news. Uh, we are going to talk about the trailer. We are going to talk about the Adam Savage video, which I'm very excited to, to talk about. Um, plenty, plenty to dive into. Uh, so we're going to call it the news segment, even though it's going to be a kind of free for all. So here we go with the news and then, uh, free for all. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. I think... I think next time when we say we're going to take a week off and you say to yourself, 
I'm I'm I'll cover it and I'll just kind of wing it some stuff. If people are giving you a hard time from this last time, maybe you just upload 45 minutes that starts with like the national anthem sign off <laughs> from Poltergeist and then immediately yep. goes to white noise and a dial tone for 45 yeah, minutes. For 45 minutes. Yeah, or or air the Clamp <laughs> Industries uh, thing from Gremlins 2 that's like we hope that you've enjoyed this thing called life. Um yeah. How dare uh, how fine. dare you provide free listening? <laughs> I thought I was on to something. I had a couple of people who I, I know and I respect uh, say, oh, my God, I, I loved what you were saying. Then I had a couple of people who I know and respect be like, dude, I have no idea what the hell you were talking about. So it's ah, whatever. Um, but listen, you either get Ted Lasso or you don't. Yeah, you, you don't. Yeah. We're keeping an eye on you. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I'm skeptical of you at this point. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's let's dive into. Uh, so obviously we're a week away now from the trailer release that we talked to, uh, to our Yes Have Some Friends with on the Tuesday stream. Um, I've watched it now probably a good two dozen times, I want to say, and not counting all of the times I sat like the Zapruder film and did uh, stuff for my, you know, uh, breakdown when it first came out. Um, right. It, it, it just brings me so much joy and it brings me so much. Um, I think Ben Schwartz on his Twitter said that it made his heart smile. And I felt like, yeah, yeah man, that's exactly how I need to explain that to people. It, it just feels like it made my heart smile. Um, how, how are you feeling about this trailer a week afterwards? Uh, we've talked about this before. I am ex. Excellent at compartmentalizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, partially out of, I got other things I need to focus my brain on and I don't multitask, like that sort of stuff very well. I have to compartmentalize or I fixate on it. So I can't do that. Yeah. I got stuff I got to take care of. Uh, and the other part is, is um, it's handy. Uh, I mean, it's multi-purpose handy because this is the same me mechanism, for example, whereby uh, I can pick up comics in the middle of a run and just kind of run with it. And that kind of translates over to like shows and all that. Sure. They're like, oh, yeah. you're behind. I'm like, uh, I'll catch up. Right. Like I, I can watch things out of order, all those things. I can, I can kind of just sort of compartmentalize. I can silo parts of my life. And frankly, yeah, like a week or so after talking to the S have some kids, I just kind of put it aside. Um, it's very, very cool. And every time I do stop and kind of think about bits of it, uh, I get the little butterflies and yeah. then, you know, I enjoy it for a few minutes and then I put it away. So if I do this right. <clears throat> I'm going to be able to go into the theater, I think. And like, it's just, or the, the final trailer, I think, yeah, there'll be a final trailer, right? Probably what, October I, they'll I, release I, that I think there final will, like, trailer somewhere around Halloween. There will be that one. And, and, right. and we talked about it on the live stream, so I don't want to tread too much ground, but I yeah. feel like that's the one that's going to give away just that one little thing too much. That you're like, Possibly. oh, shoot, I wish I would have not seen that until my butt was in the seat in the theater uh, a yeah. month from now. So, um, well, now that you brought that up, I have small bits of doubt. But the point is, is if I do it right, I think I'm going to get, um, I think I'm going to get maximum punch. I, you, you may have noticed I've often been out of step with fans when it comes to things to focus in on. Like when the teaser came out 
And that was very exciting as a start. We all kind of shared that. And then later on, as stuff started to roll out, I can't remember exactly what point that might have been or whatever, but everybody was just still talking about getting excited about the movie. And that was the bit where I was like, we have a lot of emotional baggage that's going to like. <laughs> it's going to take a lot to unwind this right. here. Well, I'm at yeah. that point where everybody's like excited for the movie and all this. And you're, everybody's now talking about, oh, you know, Janine, seeing Janine and references to Egon and all this. And oh, it's going to, it's going to be hard. And I was like, I'm past that. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I am ready for this. Yeah. I am ready for the catharsis of what happened to Egon. Like, let's, let's tell me, tell me what happened. And you Make still it have hurt. a long way to go. I mean, it doesn't, it's not that long in the scheme of things, especially after the last couple of years everybody's had, it doesn't seem like it's that far away, G- but. Oh, it's going to be a blink of an eye. GB Max is, yeah. does, does the countdown. We're at a hundred days. As of this recording, we're 100 days. Yeah. Uh, which is a far cry from where it was. Uh, again, this is all, we'll put the asterisk <laughs> next to it. Uh, pending. <laughs> Delta, Delta Plus, any of those Delta other Lambda yeah, variants. That's, but yeah. I'm keeping an eye on that, and that's starting to piss Force me off. Force majeure withstanding. Compart- this movie compartmentalizing that right now. Yeah. Here's the thing. you uh, Without belaboring the point that we're dads. Hey, everybody, we're dads. Um, uh, Hazel is much younger than Thomas. Half Thomas's age, roughly, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, so she hasn't kicked off with school and all that. So what I'm telling you now is I'm heading into August. I got the last of the summer stuff, you know, as well as work. It's going to go by pretty quick. Like once you're in the last month of summer, especially when you have an older kid or any kid really, you know, that you kind of count the time. And once you, once you're in that final, it's like Sunday, right? Friday evenings and Saturdays are great. And then Sundays kind of just blow past. And you're like, ah, Monday. Like, so August is going to go real quick. You got a kid. (laughs) August is going to be a Monday. Okay. We got that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, September technically, by this analogy, September will be Monday. August is, August is, uh, Sunday. August is the Sunday of the soul. Oh, these are the worst Jack Handyisms ever, but, um, September is Sunday and beyond, whatever you want to say, Monday and beyond. Uh, yeah, but my point is I got a kid, right? So I got to get him into school. That's going to eat his birthday's in the middle of it. That's going to, you know what I mean? Like I got so many mini milestones. You know, and then once we get to, you know, September and school is locked in, October's going to hit. And then at that point, you know, Halloween's coming up, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving here yeah. in Canada's coming up. I got, uh, I got a kid that needs a costume. That's like, again, just these mini milestones that the weeks are just going to, a hundred days for me is going to happen in a blink of an eye. So, yeah. uh, anybody out there that's feeling like it's a, a slow drag, um, just I don't go know. have kids, find that They're, special yeah. somebody and have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, and and yeah. you know the the good news is that that trailer gives us enough to sort of crunch on. Um, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed lurking on the GB fans message board, seeing people you know di- dissecting things, seeing the same jars uh, from Ghostbusters two still sitting on uh, the Ray's occult uh, desk, uh, you know that had the the psychomagnetic slime in them. Uh, there's, there's plenty there for us to sort of, uh, mm-hmm. just pour over each and every tiny detail and start to speculate in our brains. And, and then also remember that you don't want to get certain things in your brain because then you have expectations of certain things that you probably will not see on screen. So you got to be careful. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, Chris, it's just, it's so heartening not only that, because somebody on our, our Twitter feed said that uh, it was nice to see a sprinkling of original recipe Ghostbusters, uh, and that really made me uh, satisfied to to know that this is going to 
some way somehow try to to tap back into that lightning in a bottle of the original film Mm. um so it's it's good it's like if you were worried about certain things if you were worried if it was going to hold up to the original films uh you you can now kind of take a deep breath you can have that weight off of your shoulders uh and you can enjoy it and then as a fan start looking at hey take a look at the pke meter it looks like it's weathered and metal and it looks like uh, all of these things have happened to it. We'll get to something that I know people are like doing some crazy blade runner enhancements on uh, in a second here in, in Adam Savage's video. But uh, it's, it's just, it's fun to see this discourse. It's fun to see um, everybody kind of enjoying something again. It's so easy to ignore all of the sort of cynicism and negativity. And I, I feel like, kind of, this is kind of a blessing, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it, but like compared to what we went through a a few years ago with answer the call, like, it's just sort of like, I, I don't feel the need to engage like, all right, you don't like it. Great. I I don't care. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm cantankerous. So every once in a while I kind of, (laughs) I can't help, but like do a social media. They know what they're doing. WTF. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like at a certain point, I think most of it, like I, I've made a couple, I, let's put it this way. I treat everything as a blind item. Some, it's usually it's a specific somebody that says something and I, it sets me off, but I never go at them direct, but I just, but usually it's because they are also like talking like a lot of other people and it just really gets my goat. So I like, I make some blind item statement and then I get, it's the same problem as before. It's a multi-headed Hydra. Like 16 people come at me and then talk at me like I'm only talking to them. Half of them like took it like I was talking to them, never mentioned them. <laughs> yeah. They then phrased th- their response to a problem, like something I never said, basically. Like they came mm. in with a problem in their head to respond to. Uh, that's the internet. They're just looking for the oh. fight at that point. Yeah. And um, like I just, I just had to like, yeah, it's easier this time to just go, oh, I remember this. Well, and it's like it's, shouting at the ocean. Yeah, this is stupid. It's, like, it's totally futile. And also the 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 response to like I, I know a lot of people were kind of digging into finding a need to respond to the well, why isn't this a comedy? I thought this movie was supposed to be funny. That one baffled those me. Com- yeah. Well, and the funny thing is that those comments were few and far between. But the response was bigger than it. So, you know, I saw maybe like three yeah. people say that, but the response to the, like, I thought, here's what this movie is. It's a genre. There was a whole discussion about the genre of Ghostbusters. And it's like, guys, what calm genre? down. It was like Heather Ann Campbell, I think, said it jokingly and it tur- it became this whole thing. But anyway, so. Yeah, somebody, somebody else was like, Ghostbusters is horror first, comedy second. And this one's none of that. And I was like, I checked the AFI. They got it listed under comedy it's a fantasy. Comedy, so. But at the same time, it is. It is a horror comedy, but it's like it's uh, it does bend genres, and that's why we love it so damn much. Is because it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel the need to lean in one direction more than the other. And well, here's here's the thing. I don't know why. Oh God, what's the number one complaint? And it, to be honest, a tongue in cheek complaint because we all love Ghostbusters too. With and if you're somebody out there who doesn't, don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> um, you know the number one biggest. You know. Uh, gentle complaint about Ghostbusters 2 is it tried to recreate one. 
Yeah. So now all of a sudden we got a third one and they're like, why isn't it like one? That's like, oh, ah. has everybody forgotten, for example, how wildly successful Aliens was because it didn't try to be Alien? It didn't try to. Yeah, right? exactly. Alien is yeah. a straight up, you know, uh, uh, jump scare uh, horror movie in space. Awesome. And then Aliens, he went, I'm just going to do action. And we loved that, too. I, I I don't know. This is the other thing, too. We get 35 years down the line. If they had tried to do just a straight-up comedy, that's a lot of time to do a comedy and then not address the elephant in the room. Like, that's the thing everybody's got to remember. And it's yeah. why I think Jason's approach to this is genius. Everybody's like, mm, it's about family. It's not about the, the yeah, first one's not about Star family. Wars. It's like, What's with all this lore uh, and world building. And it's like, well, well it's, there's you not forget, that much. You forget that, that hmm. for 35 years, you loved the hell out of every character in this thing. And one of them is noticeably yeah. missing. We have to deal you with that. You have to explain right? it. Sure, sure. We, and he's got the angle. It's like, we will have the the supernatural. We will have the action. There will be comedy. Uh, hate to say it, people. They can't recreate an 80s comedy. It, like, it'll just, it yeah, won't it, work. And it, this isn't they, the 80s anymore. You can't make an 80s comedy. You can't make an 80s comedy. You can't an early 2000s comedy anymore. It just doesn't right? work. It's, um, it, it's going to run through the filter of the new director who was barely a kid when the first ones came out. Like, Sorry. You know what? If like this one was like five years after Ghostbusters two, I don't know. Complain your heart out because yeah, maybe you got a point. That how did this turn into a serious family thing when you know only five years ago it was two you know ch- chuckle luckle comedies? It's like you can't. It's thirty five years. There's too much time has passed, uh, and we got to get reacclimated, and we got to deal with a lot of history. Like well, yeah, and and look at the best examples of films. Uh, in in this particular you know pop culture you know if if, if there's a pop uh, pop music equivalent in movies you know uh, looking at these big tentpole films the most successful ones are the ones that are not just feeding you the formula or giving yeah. you something that you've already seen the most successful ones are ones that are like hey this is a heist movie and you just don't realize it. Uh, or this is uh, a a political thriller, um, you know. Uh, when when people saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier, they're like, "I thought I was seeing a superhero movie, not uh, all the president's men." Uh, right? It's just yeah. like, like you you have to kind of look at things through the lens of they're trying to just tell a good story, and of course, a good story has to build worlds and make you care, care about characters, and and that's exactly what I get yeah. the sense from this this film that they're trying to do. Um, Even before so. Ramus. Ramus passed away, there was a 15 year period where any third movie, and they said it in every, every time they were asked in the press, was going to have to deal with the movie being about four guys who were old, right? right like right. there, it was already not going to be the same as the first two. Like it had, <laughs> and that, that's like half the time we're talking about now, right? That's, that's half the, the, the period of time has passed that they then have to kind of like just deal with, right? Oh, like there God, was... I wish I could remember Harold's quip where he was like, I can barely stand up, let alone throw that stupid thing on my back again. Or I, he had some, <laughs> right? some sort of self-deprecating thing that was genius. And I can't remember, yeah. Now. but yeah. Remember, I mean, Ackroyd had the whole thing. Like he was going to have one eye and a peg leg or something peg like that. Right. Like and he, an eye was... patch. And yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, even, and even Murray's like, I don't know. Who wants me a to ghost, see us right? see geriatrics? Yeah. Um, but regardless, uh, it, yeah. this is what's happening, and it's very yeah. exciting, and it looks great. It's very exciting, and 
we'll complain about it here, uh, and then we won't engage with you out there because uh, guess what? <laughs> We're tired of yelling. Do not engage. Away. Yeah. Do not engage. Um, but the good news is because that trailer came out and because we are 100 days out from the film's release, uh, Blink the, of the, Blink of the marketing, the awareness, uh, the publicity, anything mm-hmm. and everything has started sort of in full swing. Um, and it is very evident by... Uh, not just there's the Ghostbusters app, which we kind of talked about, uh, in, in yep. the live stream, but go check it out. You can do an AR of the, the Ecto one, uh, from the film, uh, to the point where you can open the, uh, the, the gunner seat and look inside the car. Um, very cool. There's photo frames. There's uh, lore inside there. There's like, mm-hmm. they actually used some of the Ecto manual stuff. I was so proud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so check that out. It also, I'm sure will be expanded upon. There's a, a game, like an eight bit game on there too, uh, which is, yep. which is a lot of fun. One of those, um, oh, what's that genre called? Like, uh, alleyway coin yeah, chase games, the, uh, duck, duck and dodge or whatever those games are called. Whatever but, those ones are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should, so, I should know, but I don't yeah, make them. So the I, I haven't filed it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, but uh, one of the things that I'm the most absolute excited about, um, and I, I, I'm going to start on a bummer note and then I'm going to go to a high note, uh, if that's Do okay it. with you, um, behind the scenes footage, seeing how all of this was made, knowing, uh, that, um, all of the people, all of the artists that worked on this film are Ghostbusters fans, uh, are, are family, uh, within family, um, poured their heart and soul into each and every detail of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I am so glad that we're going to get to see, um, at least some of the behind the scenes, maybe in advance or maybe a little bit more after we don't quite know the details on this yet. Um, but before we talk about this, I do feel the need to address uh, something that just happened today. Uh, and I can feel myself getting choked up, which is kind of, it's the first that I've kind of been emotional, like uh, ex- on the exterior emotional about it. Um, J.W. Rinsler, who, if you don't know him, chances are uh, you haven't read one of his books, which you're doing yourself a great disservice uh, if you have not done. But he uh, was, uh, and I didn't know, uh, Dan Amrick, our previous podcast guest, uh, mentioned that worked he worked. Yeah. yeah, he was at GamePro as an editor uh, and then went over to Lucasfilm and became the Lucas Books editor for the longest time, uh, was sort of in charge of their publishing wing. Um, and then past that point became a very amazing and prolific author on his own and did making of books for, uh, star Wars, empire strikes back return of the Jedi. He did a big tome for Indiana Jones, a big tome for alien aliens, um, planet of the apes. Oh man, what am I missing? He did, uh, he, like his first sort of foray into it was that he worked on the, um, revenge of the Sith making of book and that kind of open the door for him into to writing these books, to go but do the others. Yeah. Um, so you've heard us talk uh, all the time about Cinefix and you've heard us talk about, um, how much we love the process and, and seeing how these films were made. Uh, J W Rinsler's books did that, um, to an exponential level. Like he took what you would read in Cinefix and he turned it into like 500 pages and, yeah. and made it fun and engaging and made it tense and dramatic. And you're reading these story notes and story conferences, uh, 
feeling the tension in the room. Um, he was he, uh, just unbelievably talented um, and uh, and unfortunately died of pancreatic cancer uh, that he's been dealing with for the last uh, about year and a half yeah. now. Very um, young, too. He was 58, which very, is... Yeah, very young. Um, and his, his family uh, had set up a GoFundMe, which we did mention here on the show, I, I believe, about a month ago, um, just to kind of make his last days more comfortable. Um, but... Uh, so I, the reason I bring this up uh, before we start talking about behind the scenes and Adam Savage and fun stuff is um, f- I made a, a Twitter post uh, that authors, uh, you know, pe- people like myself and and Tara Bennett and and other uh, people who I, I I am colleagues with and I know write these making of books. It 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 always became like our, what's your dream project? And everybody would always say, oh man, my dream project is I want to do the Rinsler version of blah. It, it <laughs> never, it never failed. Everybody always wanted to do their, you know, quote unquote Rinsler version of something because it was the encyclopedic, totally definitive, completely comprehensive right. version. I mean, mine, for the, I, I and have been talking to a, a good friend, uh, Derek Osborne, we always talk about we're going to make the Rinsler version of the making of Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. We're going to do it. Um, yeah. and, but deep down in my heart, I always was like, I'm saying this, but what I really want to do is read Rinsler's version of that. Like, I don't want to write that. I yeah. can't do justice to that. The only man who can write Rinsler uh, uh, style and and detail and, and research is him. Uh, so I was kind of selfishly dragging my feet because I was hoping he would do it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. He he was your um, uh, he was your Steve Sansweet. Yeah. He he was to you as Steve Sansweet was to me, right? Wanting to just catalog and photograph yes. every collectible collectible Absolutely. package and yeah. Um, and it, and it comes from a place of love, and it comes from a place of not just love for the properties that he was writing the books of, but love for the process in which they are created. And that's just I found a kindred spirit in him, even though I never got to meet him or, or talk to him. Um, yeah. well, I, t- I take it back. I sent him a, an email just to gush at him once, and he sent me a very cordial like, "Hey, thanks." Um, but uh, I realized I sent him like, you know, my heart and soul. And he was probably like, I got tons to do, man. And was probably other, dealing with other things at the time. But he um, replied. That's the important part. That, yeah. That's just a, that's, a wonderful guy. That's a mark of a, of a, a, a real minch. I, um, we should re we should really uh, link to Dan's. Dan's post Facebook somewhere, post. Yeah. Dan's one really kind of encapsulated it nicely. Uh, like he, just the, I'll give you the quick, uh, you know, one sentence version, but Dan Amrick, uh, who we all know, uh, Dan Electro from game pro uh, has been on the podcast. Wonderful guy, um, knew JW Rensler and put a post up saying that they kept in touch after they split ways at game pro. And Dan actually got to do a little bit of work at Lucasfilm under, uh, uh, Rensler and, and, and then just tells this wonderful story about how they got to go to the Skywalker ranch for, for another project. And Rensler was up there and he's like, Oh, I'm going to take you on a tour and took him on a tour of everything. Um, yeah. just a, a wonderful guy. So, um, you know, please, if you haven't read his books, go pick them up. They are wonderful. Um, they are inspirational I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it sucks and it's such a hack thing to say, but when I got my first book assignment, the first thing I did was crack open my Rensselaer Star Wars book and be like, oh my God, how did he do this? There we go. I'm just going <laughs> to steal everything in, in, in tone and structure and everything from him. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I've been staring at and 
I think I'm going to have to end up pulling the trigger on the alien and aliens books. That oh, they're did. so good. Yeah. You, you've got to, um, so, um, so uh, saying this in memory of him as somebody who probably would have seen the series that we're about to talk about here and go, yeah. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Um, so, so on a lighter and happier note, uh, Adam Savage, Mythbuster fan, uh, we know him. We love him. He does his one day builds of props that astound me every single time. I don't know how he does it. Um, but he revealed this week, uh, that through his tested series, he's going to be doing a behind the scenes to be determined. We don't know how long, how many episodes, when it's coming out, a series of behind the scenes videos on Ghostbusters afterlife. And it is the, it's the best way into behind the scenes, uh, for, for the common person, for the layman, but also just to kind of feed off of the enthusiasm of Adam Savage as he's walking through and, and being told things and, and picking, picking the brain of people and asking them questions, informed questions, I should say. Uh, and it's like, it reminds me of Huel Hauser for those of you who are familiar, who did California's gold. Like he's, He's walking around the Ghostbusters Afterlife set going, wow, look at that. That's a behavior. Well, even better, I love that in the clip, they're walking him through. Well, for starters, they showed us that rebuild of the house in the soundstage, which is amazing. Yes. Uh, And they're walking him through it. He could not be more excited that they made the mirror over the fireplace. (laughs) hinged so that depending on where the camera is, they could give it a little tilt to move this the camera out of the reflection. Adam Savage is a man who has been working in the film and television business now for going 25, on 30 years for 30, like yeah, maybe even longer than 30 years. He was a visual and special <laughs> effects consultant and little things like that tickle him. And, but that is, it's true because when you're shooting something, you don't want to catch the reflections of the cameras. Right. And usually you've got like a set deck person who's sitting there just trying to like prop the mirror in a direction so that it doesn't hit the camera, yeah. but also doesn't look stupid. You, you, you never notice it if you don't know about it. And then you start watching movies after you learn about it and you're like, that mirror sticking out from the wall on one side. Uh, like they've jammed stuff behind uh, it to give it a tilt. A, and a Like watch, watch the original <laughs> Ghostbusters. And when they walk into Dana Barrett's apartment, watch the mirror that is on that wall right next to the front door. Uh, because that yeah. thing gets propped every which way but <laughs> Sunday. Or uh, in Ghostbusters 2, if you watch carefully when the uh, – just to give you an example of the the extent they would go to with the things is um, uh, Oscar's uh, carriage when it runs away. In a one brief shot, the movers have a mirror and you can just briefly see how they've tried to hide the camera inside the, mm-hmm. the carriage. Like it's stuff like that. Mirrors suck in movies. Let's be very honest. Oh, right? it's, it's the worst possible thing. And, and there is a part of me, I wish Laszlo Kovacs was still alive that we could have had an interview and just talked stupid things with him because <laughs> when you get to the end of Ghostbusters and they, you know, burn up uh, Dana Barrett's apartment after the big explosion, you, yeah. you very noticeably see that that mirror is broken into a billion pieces. And part of me wonders if Laszlo Kovacs got to go do that himself because he hated that stupid thing. Um, but anyway, uh, it's the same. So, sorry, we're, we're, yeah. I was going to say there's a mirror over um, uh, Dana's piano too. Same thing. That's yeah, gonna, yeah, that one too. You see that one get propped over to the side and oh, kind of just uh, angled weird. in. Yeah. So but anyway, so back, back to Adam Savage. I, I, um, I think it's like a minute and a half long. It's not super long. Um, and it's funny cause I think this ties into the fact that 
with the trailer that just came out and the fact that they really either timing wise, this is what the toy toy uh, places wanted in relation to, you know, to the movie coming out, or they just couldn't hold it back anymore. Like they needed to start flipping stock, whatever the case is, the floodgates are open. Right. And it feels oh, yeah. like, I mean, the, I think, you know, normally we all as toy collectors don't like to think of it this way because it feels like we're being used. Um, but, but the toys traditionally have always been a marketing device for the film. And if you look, especially going back <laughs> yeah. to the eighties and the nineties, the toys would be on the shelves before the movie. And you'd go, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause nobody's seen that movie yet, but there was awareness especially yeah. to us impressionable kids who are running through the Toys R Us aisles being like, oh, Super Mario Brothers, that movie's coming out soon. I, I got to see that. You know, it it works. And and so yeah. we are at that point now where the toys were, that were revealed last week have already started hitting the shelves and and, and have been shipping from certain retailers. Um, but the, yeah, the the Adam Savage thing too, it's, it's very careful that minute and a half that you mentioned is very careful in the sense that it doesn't give anything away. So if you're really concerned about spoilers, it doesn't give anything away. It does give you a really good glimpse at, uh, the, the new pack, the PKE meter, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and like you said, the house and, and things like that you've seen, but now you're seeing sort of like the behind the curtain version of it. Um, I know I, I referred to it earlier, GB fans, um, they have frozen an image of, The pack that one of the prop, I think it's Ben, uh, the armorer who's carrying one of the packs. And then at the very beginning, um, Adam Savage has built his own pack and they've teased that he's going to be doing a build later of that pack, uh, for one of his one day builds. Um, but Mm. it's, it's got like this exposed cyclotron on it. And I've seen like, you know, 500 times blown up, uh, photos of it now on GB fans. Everybody's trying to figure out like what? why does it look like that? And some people have compared it to the answer, the call packs. And there was a whole back and forth about that, but, um, but it's, it's cool. We have these new details now that we get to kind of see and pour over, uh, again, leading up to, to November. Um, so more, more on that behind the scenes, uh, series, as we learn it, I don't know quite what the release of that will be. I would, I would imagine it's either yeah. closer to or after the release of the film, obviously, but, um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe it'll straddle it. A little, yeah, a little, uh, a little uh, aperitif prior to the movie, and then yeah, start filling us in with some. Yeah, it gets you up to a certain point, and then all of the stuff that would be too revealing, you know, they'll do uh, after that, or we'll be like on the the Blu-ray release or something like that. Um, which would be, uh, man, I'm hoping that they just blow this Blu-ray release, uh, you know, to, to the gills of all sorts of stuff. I don't, I don't know. That was just a mixed metaphor and a half. I'm super tired and I apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so Chris, you mentioned the toys. Uh, we should definitely hit on that. Um, yes. We, we did talk about some of the toy stuff with Yes Have Some. We did look at pictures. You and I have been really sensitive to spoilers. There are things in there that are alluded to in the trailer, yeah. uh, but are not necessarily revealed. It's, it's kind of a little bit of a chicken and an egg situation. I, I, the, the official ghostbusters accounts, uh, have been sharing these things obviously cause they're good partners with Hasbro and they want to help them sell the toys. Yep. Um, I, I, I err on the side of caution with spoilers. So if you don't want to know certain things, don't go check out photos or if you've already seen them, you probably feel spoiled by them. But but at the same time, I don't think that they would let something like these certain things out if they were too big of a deal. So 
Yeah. Uh, buyer beware. The good news is toys are hitting shelves. Uh, there are new toys that weren't even revealed last week that hit shelves. And we're like, what are those? Uh, like these 12 inch. Um, I don't, they're like the GI Joe kind of original GI Joe versions no, of the action figures. That's a, that's a bit misleading because the original GI Joes were the same height, but lots of articulation and, and cloth clothing and all that. Like, it, when you say 12 inch figure, a lot of people jump to like, um, Mattel did like a lot. Mattel did. Right? Yeah. With the cloth, and the clothing and yeah. Blitzway. Yeah. Blitzway. And then remember there was that company in Hong Kong or Taiwan or whatever. that oh, had those, those really, really amazing good. ones that never seemed to come out. Yeah. Like, like had tiny zippers and everything. They were just insane. But anyways, um, these are not that these are, um, soldier story. Was that it? Soldier something like that? Yeah. yeah. Soldier story was the company and they, like they, the detail on that stuff was just crazy. Uh, these ones are more like, um, uh, somebody mentioned it. Uh, I actually had, you know, Tom's had a few, uh, Marvel Titans. I think they call them. Mm. They're all plastic. It's yeah. like, imagine getting, um, actually that's the best example I can think of right now is the recently for collectors. They made the 12 inch sized figures based on the classic star Wars figures. Right. So they're 12 inches yeah. tall, but the arms have no elbows that uh, bend, right? They're they, sort of they're nut, like, nutcracker, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're like five points of articulation. The arms move at the shoulders, the legs move at the hips, and you can swivel the head around, and that's it. Uh, but the important thing is, is these things don't cost more than like 15 bucks, I think. I think they're like 10 or something normally. Yeah. That's a, I have to find it. Where is it? But the price point on these is really, uh, really uh, incredible. Yeah, so for, for your younger kids, uh, they're they're good uh, good figures. And uh, yeah. somebody also referred to them as shampoo bottle figures. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. But, uh, if, but yeah, so, if, so if they were are, completely rigid and had a cap on their head, yes, you'd be yeah, bubblegum yeah. <laughs> bubble slime uh, it's, shampoo. It's like a Carrie Fisher Ray. joke. You can take my head off and squeeze shampoo out of my body. <laughs> um, but uh, so the those figures hit shelves we didn't know they were coming uh the ecto one the um the retro kenner ecto one yep. started shipping from walmart uh, for all of you who pre-ordered it um and the good news is i've seen a lot of people who have had a positive shipping experience this go around not too many crushed boxes and terrible things happening to their ecto ones as they're being shipped uh, so that's good news um and then i walked into target uh i guess this would have been on sunday evening um, mm-hmm. and they had a couple of the fright features, the, the first wave. So it was Peter and Ray that they had. Um, and then they didn't have anything else except they did have the, the proton, um, the, what are they called? The mod blaster, I guess they're calling it uh, MOD blaster. Um, I mean, it's, it's the particle thrower, but it's got the cool attachments and stuff that you can put onto the, to the end of it. Um, and it was just cool to see the product hitting the shelves. It was cool to, you know, obviously with COVID, I'm trying to keep my distance of people, but there was a couple and their kid who walked past it. And, uh, I was the creep that was just like, I, I wonder if they're going to like check it out and like what they're going to say about it. I count on eavesdrop and they did, they picked up the proton thrower and the dad was like totally stoked about it. And, um, he was bummed to find out that there were no batteries in the demo mode or whatever. He tried to like push buttons and it didn't work, but, uh, right. that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool to see these things hitting shelves. There's going to be plenty, 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 plenty more coming 
obviously from all the stuff that we saw last week of the plasma series, um, the, the Ecto one playset, which a lot of people have already been finding. Uh, there's a smaller, uh, lower price point Ecto that doesn't have opening doors and all the bells and whistles. That's, you know, basically just a, a large matchbox car. Mm. Um, that's, uh, that's coming soon. Um, and if you're wondering why I'm just kind of like rapid firing these all off, it's because there is a brand new, lovely to look at Hasbro Ghostbusters website. Uh, if you go to Hasbro.com and, and hit their Ghostbusters button there, it takes you to a site where you get all of the photos and all of the angles and all of the, it's, it's almost like their old action catalog. Uh, you can go there and you can check out all the stuff that's coming. Um, and then it links you out to like Amazon and Walmart and target and all of the places that are, are selling it. So uh, yeah, I mean, happy hunting, please be safe. Uh, known, known stuff is still not exactly, uh, completely back to normal, uh, a toy hunt responsibly. I, I should tell you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know the mandates are mostly gone, but the, the, nothing says you still can't wear a mask to go uh, toy hunting. Yeah. Let's just think uh, about that. A bit. Be careful. Be careful out there. Um, so, uh, and also with that, we've seen some new reveals, uh, things that we like the ectoplasm, um, uh, lab, which we saw at toy fair. I want to say it was a long time ago. We saw a, kind of a glimpse of this ecto lab where you could pour the, the yeah. uh, ectoplasm in, uh, over top of the ghosts and all sorts of fun stuff, create your own slime. Um, but that has a hundred percent been revealed. I don't believe that it is up for sale. So a lot of this stuff is up for um, just soliciting right now, and and Big Bad Toy Store yeah. has pre-orders uh, for for August. Uh, not even August; it's uh, fall. I think a lot of the things are coming out. So, um, yeah, I it's it's hard not to want to buy everything. Um, I saw those Fright Features figures, and I'm like, I want to buy those. I like, no, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to pick my, I want the plasma series figures because I want to get, uh, the, the four new afterlife characters. I want to get the four original guys, uh, in their, their plasma series iterations and then whatever else, you know, that the terror dog and other things, um, I definitely wanted to grab those too. So I just want the Ray so I can turn the box into GB max. That's all I want. It's <laughs> the really only one does. I want. That Ray does look like GB max, but anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, check check those out. Hit your toy stores uh, if you're looking for things. Uh, you can also hit the the like the Target and the Walmart apps have started showing stock. So if you don't know if your local store has them, and you're not quite comfortable just going into the store uh, without uh, having a purpose, you can do uh, check it out on the app too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Merch wise, oh, there's that Muncher costume, the inflatable Muncher costume. Yeah. Um, v- very cute. Again. This is another one of those things where it's like, well, the costume's going to be on the shelves, but nobody will have seen the movie yet for Halloween. But awareness, yeah. marketing, just saying. Just saying. I, uh, You never know. Uh, and frankly, a lot of these places will, um, uh, you know, whatever they don't sell this year, next year, the movie will be a known entity and, you know, the, the Blu-ray will be out or whatever and. Yeah. You know, you can put it up again the next year. Um, but it's, what can you do? It's Halloween and they've made stuff like, so there's a, uh, actually a lot of it related to, there's a Slimer, uh, treat bag mm-hmm. that's up as yeah. well, uh, which I really want. I don't know why I want. I, I would imagine we're going to start seeing even more, like come, more. is it like <clears throat> September when the spirit Halloween stores start popping up usually? Yes, indeed. First of September. Yeah. 
So I, I bet as soon as we start seeing those stores pop up, we'll see their website have a whole bunch of stuff on it. And there, I, guaranteed there will be afterlife stuff because yeah. honestly for all the people who are like, well, it doesn't make sense for afterlife stuff to be out because the movie's not out. Well, it also would not make any sense to not have any Ghostbuster stuff on Halloween when you've got a big movie coming out the month afterwards. Think of it from the other direction sometimes, people. <laughs> and you know what? You you make a piece of anything with Ghost, Ghostbusters stamped on it, um, yeah. it'll probably get noticed and picked up. Um, I mean, I honestly... Like, I've been to Spirit Halloween several times leading up to Halloween, you know, for the last few years when they put stuff out. I honestly don't know that every store has more than like a half a dozen of some of the items to sell, right? Like by the yeah, time they you don't get really get that much stock. Yeah. When the packs came in, I think the store I talked to was like, "Yeah, we're getting two. Like, and that was the the big ticket Ghostbusters item they had. You look at other things like the jumpsuits; maybe they have half a dozen. I mean, it's a store filled with costumes, so I think they're like, we're not going to get 30 people coming in buying <laughs> Ghostbusters costumes. We're going to have two Ghostbusters and a whole and lot of everything else. they so much space. They're right? pop-up shops and, well, you know, whatever they're dealing no. with, they don't have stock rooms, uh, some of them. Let's but. be honest, though. Every single Spirit Halloween has that one wall. That's a curtain. And behind it, they have all the space they need. A mountain <laughs> of stock. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but the thing is, is Halloween generic stuff, they'll have tons of. Anything that's licensed, I... I like I said I like to I'd like to take their you know merchandise uh, accountant out to lunch because that spreadsheet must be amazing right oh, like man, we I'm have sure. X amount of stores we will make you know five thousand units uh, we will pay this amount to Sony the rest goes to us and if it works we'll make more next year or sell it online that's what happened with the packs right uh, yeah put it put it on the online store and then you can also sell it uh, around the year and you don't have to worry about it right um, but they're yeah. very precise about their stuff so yeah a muncher. <laughs> I don't know. They'll bring in two and a lot of people, like you say, will not pick it up and buy it, but we'll see it and go, oh yeah, that yeah. movie is coming and, out in two. And the toy, you know. like you can get that Fright Features figure now that's uh, on the show. Yep. Hasbro put a video up where you can see, like you can kind of push the stuff that's in his guts and push the like, it looks like a meatball, but it's like a, you know, metal uh, <laughs> cludged together uh, ball that's in his mouth. Uh, yeah. Can, so so <laughs> they're banking on you buying a Muncher action figure. Why not a Muncher yeah. uh, Halloween costume? Sure. Um, so uh, what else have we got? There's a Slimer Halloween bag. Oh, uh, just one more last uh, merch thing here. Uh, the Ghostbusters 2 score. Uh, from Randy Edelman, yes. Sony Masterworks. Uh, we are on the verge of its release uh, August 18th, I want to say. I'm doing this off of the top of my head. I'm really sorry. I should have looked it up. But um, if you go to uh, the iTunes store, uh, Apple Music, you can now see and pre-order it and add it to your library. Uh, you can pre-order the, um, the album on Amazon. Uh, you can pre-order i should have double checked this as well you can pre-order the uh, glow in the dark variant vinyl uh, from uh, barnes and noble right now mm-hmm. um, and then we do know that uh, thanks to mondo's release or their uh, big announcement at san diego comic-con at home they will be doing their own limited release with some fun art uh, on the sleeve uh, of the vinyl and everything uh, but we don't have any other details on that as to when it will be coming out uh, I should interject on behalf of everybody outside of the US we are not having that same experience with the the Randy Edelman oh uh, really yeah 
Uh, it's listed, but it's like currently unavailable. I so uh, we're still a little in the dark on it. And I tried going to Apple uh, Music here and couldn't find it. Uh, well, and it could be. Uh, I know that there have been production problems, and it's not just because of this particular album. It's just production problems in general. Uh, if you yeah. follow Waxworks Records at all, um, they're pretty candid about it. Like it takes ten months now to press vinyl for some reason because of all the. The COVID delays and shipping container delays and all the stuff that's that's hampering yeah. them right now. Um, so it is possible that the physical releases of this um, have been a little bit of a difficult thing. And then so because of that, maybe the digital release is a moving target. Um, but yeah, I, I suspect the digital will show up relatively soon. I do keep an eye out for it. Um, I mean, I know people like to complain. We don't get anything. It's like I've looked at the stats. <laughs> I recently put up a poll asking people, where are you in the world? And are you interested in buying, you know, my spare Ghostbusters collectibles I'm going to get rid of? I have a very clear idea of where, like, the, the percentages are. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, it's, the U.S. is still kind of the heart of it, right? If you've got a market for Ghostbusters, it begins in the States and spreads yeah. out if it can. And, so and there could I, we'll, be, we'll there get could there. be. I mean, we know that we saw all of the solicits in Germany, so there could be a very heavy presence of Sony Masterworks's uh, corporate structure in Germany or something too. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's we're going to get it. I, I don't have any doubt of that, but you know, it's it's yeah. um, it's um. Oh, we'll yeah. I mean, we don't have much longer to wait. Uh, August thirteenth. I just looked it up while you were talking. So here, the the digital release will go up on August thirteenth. Fingers crossed. Um, and then maybe, you know, it could just be that it's not populated in other international, you know, when this, when the Ghostbusters app went up, I, I made the mm -hmm. mistake of, <laughs> I, I was trying to be helpful. Um, I, I saw it and I, I put it up on my, uh, Instagram account and I was like, Hey, uh, us, uh, uh, iOS users, check this out. It's in the app store. Um, to which 9, 10, 12, 15 comments underneath were like, why only the US? Why only iOS? Why not Android? Why? I'm like, guys, I only see what I see. I, I have no other insight <laughs> besides that. So it is possible that, that the app was kind of a precursor to this where, you know, a couple days afterwards, that's when the Android version went up and that's when the, the Japanese and the German uh, release went up. And, you know, it's, it's possible that August 13th will be the U S release, at least on, on Apple music and, and iTunes. Um, and then maybe uh, across the board, it will start trickling out yeah. from, from that point forward. So stay tuned. I mean, it's, look, we've waited 30 plus years for it. Um, what's well, another couple months if it takes that much time. Uh, I should also say the vinyl does not come out until October. So that's uh, for everybody that uh, I'm, I'm a newly, uh, I'm a bandwagon vinyl collector. Uh, for everybody that wants those uh, vinyl records, you got to wait till October for those. But um, yep. so let's see. Uh, I think did we hit everything? That's crazy. How did we do that? I don't know. Did we? There is a lot. We're just that good. Damn it. Well, are there, okay. There's one last thing. We'll we'll leave on this before we get into our final thoughts. Um, there is one very noticeable absent uh, merch item. We didn't right. talk about it. We haven't talked about it. There were Wait some leaks me. that we found were fake that fans had created. Um, Ecto Cooler. What is the deal <sighs> with Ecto Cooler? Is it coming? Is it not coming? Obviously, it is currently in the zeitgeist for some reason because it has popped up now in Loki. 
Uh, it popped up in Rick and Morty over Rick the and weekend. Morty. Yep. Um, people, oh, people yeah. love their ecto cooler. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about the Loki appearance, and that I was kind of dying to talk about that one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Um, but it had so much thought put into it. Like if you oh, freeze framed it, I was amazed to discover, having paused it, it was the old style packaging on a Tetra box, but. Um, it, it, you you framed it right. Like it was blinking, you miss it. And what our eyes all caught was, you know, Slimer uh, orbiting the giant tangerine or whatever it is, right? Like we all we all recognized. Ah, that's, that's the, the classic box. box. Yeah, I mean, what and, other thing and, had a yellow juice box? Yeah. But here's the thing: everything that exists in in that you know universe beyond the universe that they were dumped into in Loki, um. It's variant stuff that wasn't supposed to exist. And this is where it gets really amazing as a, like the Rick and Morty thing is just kind of a, um, it's a nod, right? There's yeah. always nods to you Son of a it, bitch, I'm in. Yeah. Right? He's got this one on Loki, whoever the, I'll get the term right. Who makes props? Production designer, the props department. I don't know yeah, what you'd call it. the props department. Yeah, that, but that they, because it was it was physically handled by. There's a whole distinction. If if the actor picks yeah. it up, then it's props. If it's not picked okay. up, then it's set dressing. Set so, set dressing. Yeah. Okay, so this is prop. The thought they put into it is that when you when you freeze it and look at it, he's not. Oh, oh God! Somewhere's dinosaur Dracula is like like fitfully rolling in his sleep. <laughs> In his coffin. He's just spinning in his above ground <laughs> bedroom grave uh, because I'm really not explaining this very well. But back in the day, juice boxes, when they first came out and we as kids have them, not counting Capri Sun and the weird bags they came in. Uh, but the boxes, they were um, small brick shaped. Does that make any sense? Right. Yeah. They were the, the largest size was like a rectangle. And then you had the, 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 lately these days, you can still find those, but a lot of them, when you go, the Tetra packs have changed into like, uh, more like, um, uh, bah, 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 narrow, narrow. Like it's yeah, the best. They're narrow. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's cl- almost like slicing one of the old ones in half and maybe a little taller. The volume is a little less. Um, can you hear me? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, except I'm not in my headphones anymore, so so much for that. Ah. Anyways, um, the point being that they um, uh, they literally made like a modern box of like a modern juice box with the old printing on it. So like, there's this little in joke that somewhere along the line we got the classic throwback, but manufactured into modern boxes, and that's what got you know cut as a. Pear, uh, prune, that's the term. Pruned is a variant to the um, uh, to the this uh, other world. And yeah, and so Kid Loki TVA is like... pruning juice boxes and right? bowling alleys? And no, I think that was just all... And the Thanos helicopter. Oh, um, it was it was so, so good. So yeah, good. Yeah, it was great. And and it just proves that Ecto Cooler still has its place firmly in pop culture. Uh, whether or not it hurts your teeth, that is not the debate that we are talking here. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so stay tuned. Maybe Ecto Cooler makes another triumphant return. Maybe. Maybe it continues to be a relic of the past or, or the relic of 2016, the last time we got it. But, um, yeah, stay tuned. Maybe Ecto Cooler news to come. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. 
That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Spence is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, damn it, buddy, it was good to talk to you again. <laughs> it's been a while. It's excellent to ramble nonsensically uh, and aimlessly. That's with what we again. do. We ramble yes. and we know things. Uh, we are the Tyrion Lannisters of podcasting. But uh, yeah, what uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts uh, for the first time in a few weeks here? Uh, I don't. I don't really have. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I've been. Um, see the thing. Okay, here's the here's the deal. Um, there's problems that can be solved fast and I'm okay with them, right? Like everybody deals with stuff on the spot and all that. There are other things that I like to consider for a long time. Like I considered my first tattoo for 10 years before I got my first 10 tattoo. And I've spent the last 10 years pondering how I'm going to expand upon it. Like that's just, there are certain things that I, I draw out. And one of them has been, you know, my collection, what to do with it and all that. You know, we've talked on and off about it for well, probably the last few years, like my, my thinking about it and what all this. Anyways, once I kind of homed in on, oh yeah, I like collecting the Ectos. I like collecting Slimers and I like collecting Stay Puffs and everything else is kind of peripheral. Oh, it became so easy to start culling my collection. So my final thought is, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but we're getting really close to, I'm gonna, well, I'm already up to four large boxes filled with stuff and wow. more. So very soon, I'm. I, I realized I'm going to still have shelves filled with lovely, wonderful Ghostbuster stuff, and then I've got boxes here that I gotta got stuff I gotta get rid of. So that's my final thought. I, I my final thought is I still haven't decided how best to go around to go about. Um, I got a suggestion. Here's yeah. what you do: instead yeah, okay. of the the home shopping network for Christmas this year, oh. you literally do a live home shopping network. Oh. And sell off all your products. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Do I do that? Like, do I just tie it into Halloween? Like, do I do it in October? Or I don't. No, you, you, you're thinking in terms of I do it like that first week for of the, December for the right? holiday season. If you're looking for a, a gift to yourself, yeah. probably. Let's not like. I mean, I know we're all <laughs> trying to say like we're selfless people, and we just don't want that for <laughs> us. It's a gift for somebody else, but you want that for you. You want that for you. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. That's only a couple weeks before Christmas, usually. I don't know if I can ship stuff. Uh, okay, that good quickly. point. Good point. So maybe maybe do it, maybe uh, October, October is yeah, yeah. Do a Halloween uh, home shopping. Well, here, network or here's something. maybe the way to to kind of fuse the two ideas. Maybe I need to like invite somebody like uh, Toy Anxiety, the toy to the Toy Anxiety crew to like ride shotgun or just you know Ryan's here. Maybe just drag. <laughs> Ryan but into then Ryan's just going to buy like, everything. I don't know how that's going to go. Well, no, he won't. Because you could uh, have Ryan and Craig and Abby just fight over everything, and then <laughs> and then at the zero hour, Jake will swoop in and be like, "I'll give you tw- twice yeah. that." Uh, well, you know, 
maybe he'll just have to sit on his hands. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But then, like I said, if we have some sort of uh, somebody riding shotgun, yeah, we could edit that together for uh, for December that would be as well, fun. just for All right. for funs, for um, funsies. There you I go. I don't know. Like I said, this is the ne- the new thing I'm going to ponder for a few weeks until I kind of come to a decision. But now yeah, does, that's does your yeah. Stay Puffed collection extend to the mini puffs? Because I get if I get the feeling you're going to have a lot of buying if that's going to be the case. Well, that that's a separate problem. Okay. The the buying of new stuff it's another is another podcast. Of, no, well, no, it's not. A, but we've talked about it before. My purchasing has kind of leveled out. Like I'm well past the I got to get it all phase. So yeah, the mini puffs are out and all that. And if I stumble upon these things, sure, I, I may end up picking them up. But hunting them down is not uh, uh, not on the. Here's here's a good example. I wasn't thinking too much about the afterlife uh, ecto that they mm, put out. Mm-hmm. The really beautiful the ecto. plasma series like, one. Yeah. 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 I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't want to go hunting for that and all that. Uh, but. Uh, and a little bit of uh, uh, friendly camaraderie and um, horse trading there. Uh, Dustin of the Alberta Ghostbusters, uh, he hooked me up with one of the Afterlife Ectos. So um, yeah, nice. I, um, so so like when I when opportunity strikes, I'll get it. If it's something like really, I got it. So so the Randy Edelman vinyl is something I got to get right. Like I have the vinyl collection, I got to get that. Yeah. Uh, every Stay Puff that comes out or every Slimer that comes out, not so much. Uh, no, I mean, those just ones are, that you like. Yeah, you can be selective. ones that really yeah. resonate with me and stuff like that. Like, so for example, looking back through my old collection of Slimers, I have a couple of the, um, the, the, the tops, uh, Slimers that they put out. Um, the candy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the candy holders. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd pick those up now. <laughs> Right, they're just—they're simple. They have no real definition and all that. So, uh, but I have it just because back then I was very much in. Got to get it. Got to get. Got to get it. Yeah. So yeah, two um, entirely different problems right now. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but that's my uh, final thought. I got—I realized I'm going to have a lot to unload onto people that will give them uh, better homes uh, and enjoy them more than I will, and I'll still have way too much stuff here to sit around and enjoy <laughs> myself. So, the anti-Steve Sansweet problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, uh, excellent. Uh, I love it. Uh, stay tuned to b- b- start putting money aside. Save some yeah. money for, for the big sale. Um, exactly. But uh, next week, everybody, uh, we, Chris and I, had a chance to catch up here. Uh, next week, we're going to catch up with you all. So we're going to do a, a voicemail episode um, with all of your reactions to the trailers and and a whole lot more. we got some great voicemails we're going to be playing. Um, if you are listening to this and you still want to submit a voicemail, probably too late but go ahead and do it anyway and i might be able to squeeze it in um but uh we'll we'll do our best to get everybody heard uh in next week's episode so until then uh stay safe we'll see you all on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip visit us at protoncharging.com ghostbustershq.net and stillplayingwithtoys.net Oh, anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.